police in the morning. A psychopath, troubled by his childhood abuse, loose in New York City, kills young women and takes their scalps as trophies. Will he find the perfect woman in a photographer and end his killing spree? I'm Corey. And I'm Paul. And we are the, the B-Movie Bros. Bros. Here are B-Movies to the best of our ability. Sometimes we get off topic, but randomness is a gift. Here we are with the 1981 classic, Maniac. You heard the Amazon.com description. This is not the remake with Elijah Wood. So let's get into the technical difficulties, top and bottom three. Paul, what do you think? Let's start with the top first. All right, I'll get into it with my number three on the top. The movie is more or less just Frank Zito finding and murdering victims. No bullshit, no fuckery, just here's someone I want to kill. Murder. Here's someone else I want to kill. Murder. Pretty awesome. Number two, the first kill of the movie happens within two minutes. And you know what? After that, they pace it really well. There's murders, you know, to keep you interested and not keep the story dragging too long. It's just like, oh, you think you're getting comfortable? Well, guess what? Fucking murder, motherfucker! And then, number one, of course, when the, uh, you know, Dago motherfucker, also known as Tom Savini, is hitting on the girl that already has a boyfriend. He's like, ooh, let's go into the back seat. And then Frank Zito shows up, and guess what? Blows Tom Savini's head fucking apart. That head-exploding scene is amazing. I would love to have it in any fucking movie I see. Guess what? Twilight, Tom Savini's head exploding. James Cameron's Avatar, Tom Savini's head exploding. Titanic, Tom Savini's head exploding. Would make any movie in existence infinitely better. I wonder if Tom Savini like did the makeup for his own head exploding. He did. He was the makeup and special effects artist for the movie. So, you know what, Tom Savini? Make your head explode in any movie and I will watch it. That is an impressive feat. So, number three. I thought the kills were pretty well done. Like, um, overall, like, um, I, I thought they were all interesting. Each one you kind of see, like, Frank's insanity on display, and, um, yeah, each one, um, each one was different, and, um, I don't know, nice variety, I thought. It's always good to have a nice, you know, display of different, like, um, brutal murders. Number two. So, as Corey said, this film was very well-paced. Everything seemed to flow well. I was never really bored, and, yeah, there were kills, like, interspersed through it. It was, um, it was a good time. Like, I was never, I was never bored throughout any period of this movie. And number one, the ending of this movie was just amazing. So after murdering a bunch of innocent women, the reanimated corpses of those women either murder Frank or he's so insane that he thinks he murders, that they come back and murder him out of revenge and he, like, actually murders himself. I don't know, but it was an awesome, like, scene and it perfectly wrapped up um, things for the fucking creepy fuck that, that is Frank. Well, on to our bottom three. Number three, not choking the hooker hard enough. Because, you know, through the whole scene, she's like, eh, help me, stop, don't choke me. And it's like, it's not convincing. Fucking choker, 
strangle her throat, give more pressure so she can't fucking yell. Because you know what? doesn't matter if a hooker's yelling, stop, don't hurt me, in a hotel. Someone should be busting through that fucking door like her goddamn pimp to fuck up Frank Zito. He wasn't strangling her hard enough or believable enough. Number two, the nurse scene. There's just so much unbelievable shit going on here. Why didn't she go back into the hospital if she was waiting for a ride? And then, you know, the rain was pulling... What the fuck did I even type here? The rain was pulling away there where obviously other... Oh, there were other people who pulled... Not the rain, the train. When the train pulled away in the subway, there were obviously other people in the subway. But then it, it went to a shot of just her and the killer. And there was no one else around. Like, fucking continuity errors, motherfucker. She just kept putting herself in danger. Instead of going to the next platform, let me go into this, like, bathroom where there's no escape and no other people. Like, bitch, get yourself somewhere where there are other people and you cannot be fucking murdered. Number one, the photographer scenes are pretty boring. And really, they, they don't pay off as well as any of the stock and murder sequences. Like, it's like, oh, I'm going to come watch my girlfriend take some pictures. And they take pictures. Yeah, he steals a necklace here that leads to a murder there. And, you know, eventually he tries to kill her in the graveyard. But, spoiler alert, motherfuckers, this movie came out 40 goddamn years ago. Like, really? The photographer takes away from the stalk and kill aspect of the movie. So, number three, Frank is a total bitch. When he isn't murdering innocent women, he's crying about his mommy, and it's like, come on, man, like, you're supposed to be this vicious murderer, and yeah, I know he's insane, he's got all these issues, but, ah, it's just so, like, it's it's so just weird seeing him cry and everything in front of his mom's grave, and it's like, yeah, I know you're traumatized, but you literally just murdered somebody, like, suck it up. Number two, I... I really cannot figure out what the photographer woman saw in Frank. Like, I don't think they were dating, but they were, like, getting along real well. And, like, you know, she, like, seems interested in him. It's, like, even without her knowing that, like, he was, you know, um, fucking Norman Bates with more mommy issues. Like, he's just awkward and weird and, like, has no personality. And, like, she's just, like, obviously very out of his league. And it's, like, come on, like. This is probably the most unbelievable part of the movie. More unbelievable than him murdering all these people without anyone noticing. And number one. So the very ending of this movie was stupid. So it's all, it's great up until like the very end where, you know, he gets um, gets murdered by like either the reanimated corpses of all the women he that he killed. Or, you know, he's imagining it and, like, kills himself out of, like, some kind of guilt. It was a great ending. I loved it. And then there's a little bit more where the cops come into his house and he's, like, lying on the bed dead, allegedly. And it's like, okay, you know, that's just the end. Like, you know, just showing that, like, the next day, whatever. And then he fucking wakes up. And I'm like, no. No, you cannot set this up for a fucking sequel. It's never even fucking happened. No. No, it was a great ending. Why fuck it up? Like, I hate when movies do that. Just end it where it's supposed to fucking end and be done with it. God fucking damn it. Just let us, like, have a good ending. I mean, at least he didn't wake up as Elijah Wood. Like, the fucking remake of the movie. 
that had Elijah Wood billed as the top actor, but yet, you know, thought that they would do this clever thing and hide through a first-person perspective until halfway through the movie and then reveal Elijah Wood is the fucking killer. Turns out you were Elijah Wood the whole time. Something we didn't talk about was the dialogue of the movie, so let's give ourselves a good old potion. Quote war! Quote war. We'll move, quote the movie back and forth. You tell us who had the better quotes, and we'll let Paul start it off with... Want to meet me somewhere? For a hundred bucks, I'll give you the ultimate, baby. There's more than one way to skin a cat, right? There were so many men. It's just a little blood. I'll wash it out. Don't lock me in the closet. You've been a bad boy. Why do you need those other men? That ends this episode's edition of Quote Wars. If you have a favorite quote from this movie or anything else you'd like to say about it, then please leave it in the comments below. It's time to give our final take on the film. Remember, friends, our final take is our... Our final take <laughs> is a score on our shot scale. Our shot scale is a reverse scale. 1 to 10, 1 being the best, 10 being the worst. How many shots do you need to give this to get through this film? I gave it a 3 out of 10. I also gave it a 3 out of 10. Maniac is a no-frills slasher film. You want murders? Well, we have them. Part sexual tension, part violent psycho, and all unstable abused man-child? There are no extras here. Just stalk and kill. Maybe a little light flirting, but mostly scalping and cuddling with mannequins. Maniac is basically Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho if Norman Bates was a creepy fat porn addict. It's dark, grimy, and gory, but I'll be, I'd be lying if I said I wasn't entertained. Frank's creepy insanity was interesting to see unfold, and it all came together in an amazing finale, which was unfortunately ruined soon after, after, it yeah, after, after all the awesomeness with an unnecessary ending. But if you ignore that part, it's really good. This movie is far from unique. It's not exactly a deep psychological experience, and if you think about it too hard, it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. It's definitely not for everybody, but if you're looking for a good, cheap, gore, discount psycho, then Maniac is the film for you. Well, whether you will like it, love it, hate it, or want to forget it, or have more fun, we always have ways to drink away this flick. Drink away this flick. So come on and grab your drink. Let's drink away this flick. Bum, 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 bum. We are drinking things for this film, but please remember to drink responsibly. Number one, every time someone says, baby, take a drink. Number two, every time Frank stalks a new woman, take a drink. Number three, whenever Frank talks about his mother, take a drink. And number four, anytime Frank talks about himself, take a drink. Every time Frank mentions his mother, take a drink. Every time you see a photo being developed, take a drink. Every time he replaces the air, the hair on a mannequin, take a drink. And every time Frank wears glasses, take a drink. Those are your ways to drink away this flick. If you have any thoughts on this movie or anything else Beam related, you can let us comment on either iTunes or SoundCloud. You can call us email us at beamrealbros at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com and beamrealbros. Follow us on Twitter at beamrealbros and my personal Twitter at beamrealpaul. You can check out all of the content, including reviews, interviews, and chats on our website at beamrealbros.com where we make sure we each week. If you want to help support the show, consider donating to our PayPal or Patreon accounts. Links right below. Thanks for tuning in. Until next time, friends, be brave, be alive, and be back for more. Yeah.
Get on my knees. Oh, I'm seeing the road.